Jesse again. Okay. I love it. You're like, what's your name, husband? <laughs> Hi. Uh, welcome to Goth Mom. I am your co-host, or I'm your host, Perry Sterling. With me is my co-host, Jesse Duram, I believe. Jesse Duram's back. I dropped the stage name. I want to keep it real. Back to the streets. I, I think that's how we, yeah, identify my, you as you know. my, my, my stupid job wanted me to use my social media to, like, promote stuff. Like, well, this is the whole reason I was fucking hiding myself. So, so whatever. Jesse Dram is back, and uh, he he is my representative. My boyfriend's back, and he's going to get in trouble. Wait, you're going to get in trouble. I just yeah, I'm gonna realized, get <laughs> I just realized the Hesh truck jingle is that yep the hess did you ever back now i do i I was now years old when i realized i was was today years old wow insane um but yes with me we have a guest who you just heard speak um (laughs) miss emily epstein white how are you today i'm good it's funny jesse and i were talking about this a couple weeks ago we ran into each other about stage names Mm -hmm. and how like i always wanted to have a stage name but like there was no i was waiting for it to like strike me yeah like there was no point in my life where Mm -hmm. i was like about to go on stage and i was like Tornado. That's what they should call it. You know, or like hamburger. Or like whatever. Uh, like that never happens. I'm, so. I'm so jealous of black comics for that because they're like expected to have. Like uh, everybody knows Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's original like Philly urban comedy name is The Bastard Lil Kev. <laughs> that's, that's so good. That's yeah. like longer than he is tall. Yes, longer exactly. Than he is tall. That reminds me of my rave days when like everyone would have like their own rave names, and I always wanted a cool one, but like I never, I never. You got must one. have had one you secretly wanted, but was scared to. I didn't have one I secretly wanted, but uh, without getting into the details, my ex would call me like, well, everyone in high school would call me Pear Pear Mud Bear, and then it like just went to Mud Bear and the Muddy. So he's like, oh, okay. your your rave name should be Mud Bear. And I was like, no. <laughs> so. It is funny, though, when people get nicknames and you're like, oh, what's the essence of that? And you're like, they call me Tree because my last name is Forrest. You know what I mean? Like, it's like always something <laughs> yeah. that's like that. Yeah. But yeah, my... I, I just am adding last names. Like, if I ever get married again, I'll add that to my name. There okay. Keep adding names yes. that are common until it's not a common so name. So you'll just be like a million names. Yeah. Like Smith, White, mm-hmm. Jefferson. Brown. I love this. Yeah, Yeah. I love this. Like like Mark Simpson's sister, Selma Terwilliger Bouvier (laughs) Nahasapim Betalon. Yeah, that. Like that, but more common probably. Nice. Oh my god, hilarious. Yeah, Emily's been, literally been in the room less than five minutes because they she sat down on the couch and you guys immediately started talking <laughs> and you were asking each other podcast questions like, where did you grow up? Oh my god. And just, also known as small talk. Small talk. Small talk, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, no <laughs> such thing as small tech anymore. Now it's content, content, content. It's well, like true. I said, it's like Jewish geography. Whenever you meet a Jew and you have to be like, do you know this person and this person? And, and the true. answer is probably. Yes. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah. Or at least one geography. through one other person. We'll, we'll get Yes, eventually. yes. Uh, his uh, uncle's wife plays that with me, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you are two generations, or you're a generation, no, two generations older than me in Delaware. This might be harder. And believe it or not, I think we have still found common mm-hmm. ground. Nice. I have, it's, my, my main name is Epstein, 
no relation to that one. And I'm not, <laughs> but I'm not related to like any. They're like no Epstein's hmm. like that I'm related to. So whenever someone meets me and finds out, they're like, oh yeah, like, no, 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 no. There's no. a there's a lot of them. So you so you pronounce it Epstein. I, I know it could go either way. It can. depends on Frankenstein. Me. I say it's the opposite of Jeffrey. So like that helps to kind oh, of. Oh, that's mm. helpful. Yeah. I grew up. I'm about to name someone. <laughs> I grew up with a an Eric Epstein. My first crush, um, and he was an Epstein. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I just have always like defaulted to that. But yeah, it's probably good to get away from the Jeffrey pronunci- pronunciation. Of I think that. so. Um, um, I feel like I don't know him, but we're. I, he was probably my first crush too. Like I feel like Jeffrey the Epstein. Like, so Jeffrey probably. Epstein was yeah, just, probably. I thought you were gonna say he. I like didn't know his name. I, I saw him say, with JCC across a crowded room, but like you know. If you were, if you were young at the time, you probably had a shot. You had a better shot then. <laughs> oh my god! Ooh, did that? Is that too soon? <laughs> um, no, I thought she was gonna say he was like my uncle or something. Uh, it's my first husband. <laughs> first and second. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, so we were discussing where in Philly did you grow up? So I grew up uh, the first suburb outside. You could put your toe in it. So, oh, yeah. so you're like right there? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm very give away Yeah, location. I should probably X that out. Okay. We got uh, it. We got it. We got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I am uh, very close to here and lived in this area that you live in uh, also. See, I can do this. Yeah. Um, wink, wink. Really? Right here by 473 Monka My husband is like, you'd be the worst spy. I'm like, no, you just need to let me know that we're playing along and then I can like jump into spy mode and I can do it. Mm-hmm. But you got to let me know. But yeah, but I mean, I, I grew up here and then I moved away for a very long time okay. um, to New York City and then uh, I was in the Bay Area and then children... Oh do things. Children horrible. do things. They do <laughs> horrible do things. things and you go back places where you never thought you'd go back to. So I re- re- real quick for the that. audience, I uh, wanted to let you know Emily Epstein. Yes. Epstein. Yeah, yeah look, look at you. White. <laughs> Fucking up already. Uh, she she is a comedian and she is also a mother. Full, full disclosure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, but you know, not everybody. She's not responsible for anything she says. Yes. Yeah. But not everybody who listens to this is going to immediately know why you're here or what the connection yeah, no, is. Yeah. Usually, to the I'm better at introducing people. We've been taking a break. This is going to be like our second episode back. That is fine. You don't think they're just going to hear my voice and be like, "Is that the Emily Epstein?" And out. That I've seen at very small clubs and teeny tiny colleges all over this great land. Oh my god! I saw you at a brewery on a bad date. Yep. You've stuck with me forever. But yeah, knowing you and I talked a lot about uh, having kids because you knew I was going to be having a child soon. I did. I checked in on you a lot. I checked in on you a lot. Thank you. I appreciate that. I was very concerned when you had COVID during... Oh, God. Yeah. Good time. The food poisoning was worse. I still need check-ins, just FYI. (laughs) (laughs) You feel so inclined. You know, it doesn't get easier once they're outside your body, so yeah, I get it. You want a glass of water? Yes, thank you. Cool, because I'm going to get one. (laughs) Um... So yeah, okay, so you what so you went to New York first and was that to pursue comedy or did that come later? It was to pursue a job. Uh, I worked in book publishing for many years and oh, okay. as because I, I like words. So I was a journalist first and then mm-hmm. I went into book publishing and now I'm kind of in both. but um, I went there for that for a job and had always wanted to do stand up and mm-hmm. when I moved to New York I finally got the balls to do it. Okay. And then I just never stopped. 
you never stop. So yes. how long ago was that? How long have you been there? 150 right years. It's That's actually really, what I thought. Yeah, it's been a really, there. it's been a very, I've had a lot of work done, so I look youthful, but I'm very, very old. Um, you look not a day over 100. <laughs> Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. I'm 112, so. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, it was great that I, that I started there. And it's funny, because I would like come back to Philly, because my family's here, and then I'd try and figure out where there was stand-up here. And at the time, like, it just was a very hard scene to figure out. Mm-hmm. But um, what, what year was this? I mean, this was, like, the early aughts. Okay, yeah. I started... Oh, wow. So I started in 2014. And immediately for me, it was like, oh, there's a whole, like, massive cockroach comedian infestation in the city <laughs> that you don't know is there unless you're looking for it. I was shocked, like everywhere this was all going on and I had no idea. Yeah, I started, like, I moved to New York two weeks before September 11th because I have very good timing. That's great timing. That's right. Yeah, it was really wonderful. And uh, I didn't have a home, I didn't it's have an apartment It's because you got the secret message it was happening. Yeah, from... I was like, I want to see for myself. That's they right. figured, let's um, tell a Jew. Yeah, so... If anybody <laughs> wants to see something special, maybe? <laughs> I think at 9-11 we should go outside. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so I uh, started stand-up a couple years after I moved to New York. And so I was doing a lot of stand-up there, and then I would come here. It just, like, it was a weird scene. Like, I don't... Helium wasn't open yet. Punchline wasn't open yet. There's the Laugh House. Mm-hmm. And then there were, like, all the, like, chuckle huts and comedy mm-hmm. hoo-hoos and, like, all <laughs> the places that are, like, clubs with low ceilings, like, in hotels right. and stuff. Okay. But, the scene was very different, so it was like... And I also feel like when you're coming into a city as an outsider, like, people sometimes kind of right. close off. So. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. You hear so. the previous generation of Philly comics, like uh, Big J. Okerson and Kurt Mesker, and they all talk about, like... Yeah, Laugh House was like a black club on South Street, but yeah. it was where we all went because it was the only it place that was place. really happening. Yeah. That's yeah. where Kevin Hart got his start. Right. So I was kind of... Like, I started sort of in between that time and your time. So it was, yeah, it was very, like, I remember I did a show in Maniunk on top of an ice cream parlor. I did that in Crazy Cow. I did yeah, that once. Yeah, so Terrible were like, show, Oh, it was awful. Uh, so there were... So you were the Beatles of comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So, um, yeah, like, after James Brown, like, did all the things, and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, that's kind of where I started. I got it. If that's her. What I like it's is not, that I was like, fine. was that a child or an owl? Because it could have been either. Uh, it might be both. When I we have a baby owl. Yeah. <laughs> when I lived in Oakland, um, I lived in the Oakland Hills, and we actually lived right behind this huge park that was owned by the Oakland Zoo. Mm. And so when they wanted to, and it was like big open land, and whenever they wanted to cut the grass, they uh-huh. would release like a thousand goats. Oh which wow! Is incredible, because I and literally had a fence. Cut, yeah, <laughs> but I realized very early on that goats sounded like my baby. Oh, like, exactly like my baby, and it was disconcerting yeah? at first. But then, so it was you remember, fine. my family had a pet goat for a period. Of oh time. yeah, that's so really. Weird. Yes, a pet baby. My my stepfather had a friend who had a farm that he would hunt with often. And one winter he was there and he watched this baby goat be born and its mother rejected it. And it's like December or January. So Nancy's like, I'll take this rejected. Yep. My mom mom always took in strays. Sometimes they were... Human and sometimes... Sometimes they were drug addict friends with a bunch of kids. Sometimes they were baby goats. Oh, I love it. But they found her... They always had room at the lynch house. So yeah, we had this baby goat named uh, Fulci. 
named what? Fulci. It was I was really I was really into a horror director at the time named okay. Lucio Fulci. I was like, is that Fauci with this beach impediment? Like, <laughs> kind of. Or... <laughs> but, Jesse's uh, old school into Fauci. He's AIDS, he's into AIDS Fauci. Yeah, that's right. Yep, I yep. liked him before COVID before made him cool. COVID. <laughs> got him all big. But yeah, it had like this real whale, like like kind of yeah. Was, now imagine yeah. like a hundred to one hundred and fifty more of them doing it at the same time. That that's upsetting. It was Yikes. it was, but it was so awesome. Like I would yeah. just wake up and have coffee and like watch the ghost. That's pretty cool. Well, I just turned up her sound machine, so hopefully that keeps her quiet. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a thing in Philly where you can donate your Christmas tree to goats, and they will eat it. Cool. We compost ours, but I guess uh, I mean that's, that's composting also too. Compost. Just through the yeah. goat. Yeah. Can you have the goat come to your house that and eat it in front of you? Because I I'd yeah. That sounds like. I just imagine like a, a boa constrictor just like opening. <laughs> oh my god! Just like unhinging its jaw and just taking yeah. in the entire tree you just ornaments see, and you just all. See the angel sticking out of its ass. <laughs> the the poop for the next angel. couple of days is really interesting. Wait, so this is a real tree, huh? It yep, is. We always yes. go real. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we I thought there were like so many uh, needles and stuff that it's a pain in the butt. Um, this one hasn't been bad. I think like the worst condition it's in the worse the needles are because it gets like dry Got like it. as you know the season goes on yeah. um but we we have to time it pretty well because of that like i won't get it before mm-hmm. december um which to me christmas season does not start before december anyway and um, i mean well yes i mean at retailers, it starts in like August. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. But like, as, yeah. as as a true Catholic, the Christmas season starts about four in the afternoon, Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> My God, I can't. Yeah. Um. It. So, wait. Are you married? I am. Okay. Is yeah. your husband? Yes. He is. Uh. Which, <laughs> is he I was like what am, which one am I going to ask is he Jewish is he Christian he's Christian okay so do you guys do Christmas we and... do we do all the things now well not Kwanzaa but uh, <laughs> but um, we don't um, but yeah so we have our Christmas traditions um, we uh, try and pull from both sides like my husband isn't religious but he really likes lights so it's okay uh, he's not, that's how I feel that's yeah. all it takes yeah he just loves like lights and decorations and stuff agreed so yeah so um that's been fun and like we get like i you know get the kids a new ornament every year and we make some and Mm -hmm. and uh our big thing is like christmas eve we give them their ornaments the one time a year we all wear matching pajamas (laughs) and then um and then christmas morning we get up we open the presents my husband makes like an obscene breakfast um and then we watch Doctor Who all day, <laughs> and That's then great. we go out for Chinese food, which is pulling from my youth yep. as a Jew. Yep, it sounds. That's what that's what we do now. We yeah. do Christmas Eve at my uh, mother's family. Christmas morning, we'll go to my mom's house, and obviously we'll bring the baby. So this will be her second. Because she's year. too young to be left here by herself. Exactly. Well, Is she? Oh shit! If you had a goat, she'd be fine. I've but. definitely left her <laughs> here by herself before. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Don't call Dyfus on fuck, me or whatever. Fuck like. your home alarm. If you have a baby and a goat, your house You're is fine. secure. Yeah, yeah. People will know if they're home or not. <laughs> but uh, we've adopted it's just because her mother doesn't really do holidays. But the idea of Jewish Christmas is cool enough that she'll come down and we'll get Chinese food and we'll watch a movie here. 
Yeah, well, my uh, stepdad was Catholic, and he died, so my mom... Uh, that's okay. It was, like, seven years and ago. And Christianity died uh, with him. Yeah, basically. House. My mom's like, what the hell? I'm not going to get a Christmas tree by myself, <laughs> little Jew woman. Like, yeah, that does seem strange. Yeah. Like, I love him, and I miss him so much. Yeah, I, I mean, Jesus, but also my husband. She should um, celebrate Christmas. It, it, not much, but it would raise the odds that he might rise from the dead and come, come sit down for dinner. I don't know. I think she would... Be thoroughly creeped out by that. I'd be into it, but she would not yeah. be. Oh, when I um, when I die first, because that's definitely going to happen. Are you going to try to resurrect me? That's um, a, that's an idea. I mean, that's what I the, guess it uh, depends if I am not the reason you're dead. Yeah, that's true. Um. Yeah, but growing up, we you know I I got to like celebrate the Catholic stuff too, and mm-hmm. like all like a lot of these ornaments were mine growing up, and well, we had really a similar nice. thing where like. Our parents would let me and my stepsister pick out an ornament every year. And if you traveled somewhere, you mm-hmm. had to buy an ornament. So we've continued that tradition. I, I yeah, we bought the, the Abbey Road. Oh, we nice. Yeah. My, my favorite ornament, I think, that I got for my husband was from the Jewish Museum. Um, and it's an, a bagel. And it says, <laughs> you're my everything. Oh, that's Aww. cute. And I'm just like, this is perfect. This is just... Because, like, you know, we met in New York and... Like, my husband for a long time thought that, like, cats and that was um, New York food. And I was like, no, that's the juice. That's ours. Like, you can't (laughs) take that. We did that. So, yeah. But, I mean, like, growing up, I actually, this time of year was hard for me because, like, as a Jewish kid, especially as I got older, I felt very, like, very aware that this was not my time of year. Um, But now, like, being able to spend it with the kids, and since it's not a religious thing, it's really nice to be able to get to do that together and Mm -hmm. feel like I'm, like, in on it. Agreed. Yeah, I, uh, so I've always been a Grinch, again, because I think people just celebrate Christmas far too long. Aggressively. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just too much. I'm like, don't talk to me. Um, but now, and I've also been in Grinch with, like, Jewish holidays, too, in all fairness, and then, like... Yeah, you didn't start doing Hanukkah until I said, hey, we should do Hanukkah. Right. And now that we have a kid, it's like, okay, yeah, she should be exposed to It's not a big holiday both. for our people, yeah. really, no, in the scheme of yeah, holidays. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's the one everyone knows about, but it's not somber enough to be a big holiday. We we gotta be, like, you know, in in synagogue for hours on end talking we about... We have to not enjoy all it of our to be a big holiday. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, the fun needs to be sucked out of there's it. There's a reason Jew guilt is a thing, too. Yes. Um... Yes. But, yeah, it's been, like, really, like, like I, you know, I enjoy buying the tree. I, I did all the decorations. Like, I've definitely mm-hmm. been coming around to it a lot more and around to, like, celebrating my own culture a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, that's, like, one of the fun things about having kids. It's, like, you can pick and choose what stuff you want to pull from yeah. your childhood. Uh-huh. But then you can also make your own traditions, which exactly. is Exactly. Nice. And I'm, I'm, like... I'm like, eh, I'm witchy. Like, this is Yule, you know? Like, yeah, it's not yeah. really Christmas. Sure, like, like, this is like pagan as hell. Um, do, do your kids have any real notion of, like, ooh, we get a little bit of everything, or is it just Christmas for them? I think they understand. I mean, like, my... So, I grew up relatively religious, like, going to synagogue and bat mitzvah mm, and all that same. stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, like, we go... I We don't belong to a synagogue because my husband and I agreed when we had kids that we weren't going to raise them specifically one religion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that we would expose them to other things and mm-hmm. they would kind of fall where they did. Um, 
But like, so they go to, they do, they understand the Jewish holidays, but they really like Christmas. I mean, it's really hard as a child not to like Christmas. Like, it's impossible yeah. not to know that it's a thing. Yeah. Oh, people. for sure. Well, also, Christmas is just more kitty. Like, I think, she jokes that I, I want to convert to being Jewish, but Well, like, you want to be Tevya, really. That's right. But, but that's the thing. Everything I like Jewish stuff is like, oh, it's like older stuff. Like, oh, I like the... I mean, I, all Jewish stuff is old. You know what I mean. We're it's not a, a new we're, religion. We're the OG Testament. Okay? No, what, what I mean by that is the things I like about Judaism is like the importance of family and education, and uh, you know, so much of the entertainment industry has come into that. As opposed Watch to Watch it, Kanye. Exactly. <laughs> and controlling, controlling all the media and the money the in the world. No. Right. The but where, where, whereas so, yes. kids have like. Presents and chocolate and shit. Like, that's what appeals to them about They lure you in and then they say, Guess what? You're a bad little boy. Yep, that's yeah. what comes with that chocolate. You're a sinner. Yeah, it, it's funny too because, like, oh, hello. Uh, that's can, Apollo. Yeah, hello. He yeah. hunted a mouse yesterday. He's very proud of himself. He's just like, Do you hear what I'm, I did? I'm still very grossed out by I it. I was told I would get a segment on the podcast talking about my kill. Meow, mice. <laughs> Yep. Um, it's funny though, because like my husband is is like does not believe in lying to the kids about stuff. So half of the things I'm like they're not ready yet, and the other stuff he's like, well, so he refuses to admit that there's a tooth fairy. So like, but I don't want to play that game. So now whenever the kids lose a tooth, I sign the letters from us and the tooth fairy. I say we work together as a partnership. Okay. And the other day, okay. my daughter's like, oh my God, you have the same stationery as the tooth fairy. I'm like, she's really busy. So like sometimes I like run errands for her. Yeah. But it was the we're, same thing. We're an thing. LLC. We've bought in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, like a good investment. Teeth are big business. Yeah. But um, Santa Claus, same thing. He's told them from a very early age there's no Santa Claus. And like, there's no Santa? Yeah. Oh my that, God, I'm sorry. That. I'm sorry, listeners who didn't know that. Spoiler right. alert. I need, to know, I need to know how this works because she wants to do no Santa and I am still like... We met a grown-ass woman at a party recently who's like, I believe in Santa. And we're like, I don't know how to move forward like, with this conversation. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, good. Sure. Yeah. But you... Okay. Um, Her but, parents really fucking committed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, my 14-year-old still does too. And I'm like, well, duh. But, um, but yeah, and so he, like, told them straight out, and I'm just like, I don't have a problem with that, but I'm like, you know they're not going to keep quiet about it, and I don't mm-hmm. want to ruin other children's dreams. See, I did. I, so yeah. my, my stepsister was Catholic, and I just, like, had fun playing along with her. This is how the program started. It's the, it was them telling the Gentiles, like, you know there's no Santa You haven't watched Fiddler enough, if that's the case. <laughs> but, no, so, like, he told them very early, and my daughter was at daycare. She was, like, maybe almost three, and I was... I was picking her up one day and the teacher pulls me aside and she's like, listen, your daughter has been telling people that there's no Santa. Oh God. And I was like, you, you know, there's no, like she didn't tell you, like you knew, right? And she's like, no, I know, I know. And I was like, you're just basically telling me in the nicest way possible to like get my kid to like shut the fuck up, right? And she's like, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much. So that's, that's the issue that I have that I feel like you have to, to like, if you, I think the nice thing to do is to be like, listen, we're the one doing this, not him. He's not real. But other people believe that, yes. and they want to, and that's awesome, and people can believe what they want to believe. As long as it doesn't hurt anybody, go forth and, you know. Yeah. Okay. I must think, well, I, I had the... Uh, I had the idea that it would be funny to tell her that Santa's not real, but Daddy doesn't know that, so you gotta, you gotta, you know, keep Mum's the word. But the other thing is, I wonder how it would work if, like, you just didn't mention 
Santa at all. Because that could probably be a... But it's so like, hard. Like, I well, mean, they'll see it, and I'm sure at a certain point they would like, ask. The day, but... like, the daycares my kids have gone to, Santa's come as a special guest. Like It's, like, it's oh, really true. hard to avoid it. True. That's the problem. It's like, if you don't believe in the majority stuff, mm-hmm. it's like very hard to not be around it. Hmm. Say we're going to alienate her. You hear that? No, we're not. I just... I mean, I also just think at a certain age, they're like, listen... I mean, another thing I was told is that you say the little stuff is from Santa, but the big stuff is from... Mm. I, I, I always thought that was a good So the credit goes in ground. the right places. Right. I think I'm just not going to say anything's from Santa. When she's ready, she'll ask. Yeah. Yeah. How but old so. is she now? Is she two? She's 18 months. Nine, she's going to be 19 months tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. But, so, I was scared when my mom told me about the tooth fairy i was like you're telling me some woman just comes into my house in the middle of the night and takes my teeth and gives me money and my mom immediately had to like be like no it's me but but then i got to play along and i was like sweet i get money but i was like not having any stranger come in my fucking house and take my and take my teeth it's kind of creepy no i i don't remember when like I don't know if I ever really believed it, but I was like, sure, whatever. <laughs> but I do remember one day pretending I was asleep and seeing my parent come in and, like, I don't remember who my mom or dad, but stuck their head in my pillow and I was like, <laughs> and I went back to sleep. But, like, you know, I was yeah. like, I knew. Yeah, I knew yeah, that. yeah. No, that, like, always freaked me out. Also, I mean, not that I was, like, again, I am Jewish, but <laughs> there was a... Uh, there was, like, this Easter bunny costume. I don't know if I've told you this, honey, but there was, like, this Easter bunny costume that, like, got passed down from, like, family friends. And, like, my mom dressed as the Easter bunny for this, like, like family friend of ours. And then the family friend grew up and dressed as the Easter bunny for me. And apparently I'm, like, five and I immediately knew, like, oh, that's Stephanie in there. It's, like, how did I know that? But it's, like... I, That's what that thing in my that, attic yeah. is. I did not do people with face masks, face paint. I didn't want face paint on me. My dad had a terrifying werewolf face mask that I am still did like. Everybody's picture. parents have that wolf mask because my parents not, had a wolf not mine. My my parents were not dress up people. They continue not to be. That's uh, mm-hmm. although my dad, God love him, this year for Halloween. We have tried for years to do a family costume, and we finally achieved it this Ooh, year. Oh, what was it? So my husband was Batman, I was Catwoman, uh, my daughter was Batgirl, and my son was Robin. Nice. Amazing. Okay. And we, it was very cute, and we went <coughs> trick-or-treating, and my dad wanted to come with us. And we're like, well, shit, you Let's need to... Yeah. And we're like... You have a tux. You can be Alfred. Alfred. And he has a mustache. Oh, Alfred. Beautiful. So he was Alfred. Amazing. I was thinking the Joker. <laughs> that would have been a lot of work. I guess it depends what color tux it is. True. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It was a very formal, and he had a little tea towel that he had. And it was, like, nice. hilarious. Like, people, like, so many children ran up to my husband and just were, like, Batman and hugged him, which was hilarious. Oh, my God. That's cute. And then other people, like, there were a couple people that drove by in cars, and they were, like, Al- Albert! And like, yeah, close enough. Close enough. Yeah. Our neighbors across the street, they, uh, they're very, um... I don't remember what their thing was this year. I don't remember, but one year they were David Bowie. Oh, they were the Shrek. There's like five of them. Oh, and they yeah. were all And they like, always coordinate yes, costumes. Yeah, and they always look great. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really... I've never, like, was into that, or, but it was... 
kind of really fun to like be a mm-hmm. like a matching. Well, it's it's fun doing that now where she's so little because yeah. like last year she can't you know, fight you for one exactly. Yeah. <laughs> last year we were all Rocky Horror. Uh, nice. I was I was Eddie. You were Columbia, and she was Rocky. So we got like a flesh colored thing and put a. <laughs> Gold diaper, gold diaper on it. Adorable. Yeah. On I, it. I said put a gold it. diaper And then I almost got in a It's like fit. put a ring on it. It's a gold <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were all dressed up for like a holiday party a few days before and then I almost got in a fist fight with a guy who was speeding down the street. Oh God, Dressed as fucking that. meatloaf. See, I told you I say oh God all the time. <laughs> uh, and this year we were all different eras of Taylor Swift. Nice. Yes. Yeah. That was also... I mean, if she were old enough, she would have likely chosen that. Yeah, that's oh, fair. Yeah. And then another Taylor Swift came to Oh, yeah, there were, there were, there were, like, the, country the, Taylor Swift and, like... Yeah, we were all, like, like he was from the Red Era. So I had, like, a circus kind of oh, ringmaster. Man, that's so funny. Yeah, I was Reputation, so I was all black, and she was Speak Now, so she had, like, a purple dress. But then, like, some chick from, like, Fearless came, and I was like, look, another Taylor Swift. She was not Didn't having care. it. She Didn't looked care. at me like I was like the most grotesque human ever to <laughs> speak to her, and I and was you're like, like, "This is your future." Yeah. Well, and I was also like, "Girl, <laughs> you weren't alive when that album that you're referencing came out." Oh goodness. Back up. Uh, so before we get too far away from it, I got oh curious about the origins of the tooth fairy. Oh, good. Oh, pretty, pretty goth. Yes. Uh, in Northern Europe, a tradition of tand fey or tooth fee was paid when a child lost their first tooth. This tradition is recorded as early as the Eddas in 1200, which is the earliest written record of Norse and Northern European culture. Wow. In Norse culture, children's teeth and other articles belonging to children were said to bring good luck in battle. And Scandinavian (laughs) warriors hung children's teeth on string around their necks. That sounds right. And this is where the final cool part. During the Middle Ages, other superstitions arose surrounding children's teeth. In England, children were instructed to burn their baby teeth to save the child from hardship in the afterlife, uh, children who did not consign their baby teeth to the fire would spend eternity searching for them in the afterlife. Fear of witches was another reason to bury them or burn the teeth, because in medieval Europe, it was thought if a witch were to get a hold of one's teeth, it could lead to total power over them. Wow. So are we sure we don't want that kind of tooth fairy? I think you want that. I. Yeah. It would be amazing if you came into your child's room dressed as, like, a Viking. Yes. In going into you battle, would do that. Being like, I gotta fight someone. Idea. I just need this real yes. quick. For good luck, thank you so much. That would be you. We are invading the Anglo's. Now I'm sad <laughs> that like I start. I would rat, much rather like dress up like that. Amazing. <laughs> no, Wait. So, in, it, what does a tooth go for now in this economy? That was a funny thing know. too. I remember Inflation? seeing somewhere people being like five dollars or ten dollars or whatever. And I was like, no. These yeah. are children yeah. that don't understand the value of money. I'm not <laughs> yeah. giving them this value of money now. I, I usually give them... Well, there was a while where my daughter was losing a bunch of teeth. Because <laughs> uh, she does a lot of things early and losing her teeth was one of them. And there was like one day where she lost like two teeth in two days. So I was like, all right, $5. But like I don't want her to get like crazy where it's like she's pulling teeth out and being like, I want to buy a pony. How, do, how much can I have for these? So, so sp- speaking of like child inflation... I don't know how old your kids are now. What's the going allowance rate? What's weekly allowance? I don't give my children allowance as of yet. I mean, okay. my kids are seven and um, and will be five in less than a month. <laughs> okay, I think seven was around. But do they have chores yet? They're starting. The problem okay. is, is we're at the point now where like they want to help and they do help, 
but it'll it will take much longer yeah. to do the thing. Gotcha. So like my daughter's like, I'll help you fold laundry, and I was like, No, I hate doing laundry, and this is gonna take so much <laughs> longer. Like, and I like to watch something like really inappropriate when I'm doing it just to make it feel. So like she can't even be in the room. Like mostly the people are just naked, like in cursing. It's horrible, right? Yeah. So like that just blows my whole plan of like how to do it they like to unload the dishwasher but again how important are your dishes do you want all of them so it's like (laughs) but i agree and they say there was something too that i read a while back where it's like the younger there there's certain cultures where like kids start very very young with chores and when they start Mm -hmm. with that it's an idea of wanting to help in community Uh and it's a really good idea to have them involved in that stuff Mm -hmm. yeah i saw a thing this is pretty like in japan when a kid's like six or seven yeah they'll like send them down to the shop and they'll like wear a special necklace they have a whole show show. yeah Yeah. Yeah. just like hey don't steal me people know where i am (laughs) oh i need milk yeah exactly Maybe That'd be so family. cool to just send. Well, actually, you know, it gets a little depressing because I think of my white trash roots of like go down the street, get, get daddy a pair of cigarettes. Yeah, yep. a pair, pair of, of cigarettes. cigarettes. I only need two. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, the cigarillos I buy do come in two packs. So there you go. It. He's cutting down. Just I just want two today. Thank exactly. you. I, I mean, at this point, buy me she, some Lucy's. <laughs> she's only 19 months, and girl is trying to empty the dishwasher, take my broom. Mm-hmm. They do. They want to help, and it's great. Yeah. Like I, and that's the thing. I do need to like start. Like, they obviously, they have to clean their room. They have to, like, make sure that their stuff is put away. They have to take their dishes inside. Mm. But it's funny, I was reading or, like, watching one of those stupid videos on Facebook that you, like, realize you're watching halfway through without committing to it. Mm. But there was one about, like, Surrey Cruz and how, you know, once... Once uh, Katie Holmes took her away from from the from her bad bad father, she was right. very spoiled in her designer clothes, and so they she was very down to earth though. By the time she had her on her own, and mm-hmm. she would go and visit her family in like Minnesota or wherever they're from with the white people, and then um, <laughs> she's like, and she had to do chores, she had to put her dishes away, she had to put a, she had to put her clothes in the hamper. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is just not so being normal. a monster. Yeah, like, you're like you're not. She's just like. The help will pick it up off the floor. Like, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. So it also depends, I think, on what. You saved me from Sea Org just to sign me up for this? <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, seriously, if you want to do chores, that's the place to learn. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Swab the deck for a billion years. <sighs> it was, yeah, that did not sound fun. Um, but, yeah, like, I also, there, I feel like there's the two different ways of thinking of it, that, like, you get an allowance. It's a set allowance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's other families that'll do like you get this but if you do this chore you get this amount and if you do that or if you get this grade or whatever and I was always I always tried to get money for good grades but my parents were like no you're supposed to get good grades so that never worked that never ever worked but I also just like started working when I was like 13 yeah yeah in the summers I would work with my stepdad yeah yeah so I just like that was sort of like I wasn't I, I knew real quick I wasn't gonna get rich from my allowance but yeah. hostessing <laughs> at a deli that was where yeah. the real money was oh my so, gosh yeah. I tutored at my synagogue when I was like 13 yep nice I so my parents were well, they still are divorced, thank God. My parents were divorced. <laughs> then they worked it um, out. Yeah, they worked it, it out. Happens it happens, barely. But it, it n- no, these two, it's questionable how they ever got together to begin with. Uh, but, uh, yeah. yeah, my mom would, I never had, like, specific chores. It was just, like, I had to do what my mom wanted me to do. Yeah. But my mom, and I wonder how, I don't know if your parents are 
together were together they are and they still okay they were and are okay so <laughs> i don't know how it worked in your family but my parents both gave me separate di- separate divorces separate <laughs> allowances and my mom's was always way that's better why than your, my that's dad's. why your parents get divorced so you can get two yeah. of all the things right that's what everyone assumes it's never that good yeah, like no, everyone during hanukkah was like oh you get double the presents i'm like no the days i'm with my mom she gives me a yeah. present and the day i'm with my dad he gives me a present and they all suck yeah yeah except for Willenium it's like and one, sock, <laughs> one sock one sock Spread over two days. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of people doing that for Hanukkah. Doing like half. Wait, can we even talk about my mom? Amongst other things, she brought me Hanukkah pens for Hanukkah. Like that's the kind of shit you get for Hanukkah. Yeah, Yeah, this Hanukkah, I now have Hanukkah pens. I've told her before. In first grade, there was only one Jew in our school, so they made him go in front of the class and explain Hanukkah. Horrible. And he shout out Brian Ingram. and he showed his first Hanukkah thing, and it was a giant eraser shaped like a pencil. And I mean, I'm like, oh, Hanukkah sucks. <laughs> the only time that worked to my benefit was in college. I had my freshman year. They're still good friends, but I was the Jewish friend mm-hmm. of my friends. So they'd always ask me stuff, and mm-hmm. I started just making holidays up. <laughs> and I was like, this one is Tishba Avahahaha. Mm-hmm. And it's generally a tradition that you give us chocolate. Uh, you put it on our pillows uh, or yeah, at our I feet, depending with every Jewish person yeah. that you see that day. Like, I came up with these, like, very elaborate, um, and they figured it out eventually. But it was fun for a while. Even young... Man, I would have... I wish I had thought of to do something like that on Yom Kippur, <laughs> where it was like, here's the most depressing holiday. Let's, like, make it fun. That, is, that was the worst one to sit through synagogue. Because you couldn't eat all day either, and you're just like, now I'm hungry and bored. Don't you have, like, a feast or something after? You eat bagels and locks after. Oh. It's ridiculous, though. It's like, I mean, I, I still fast now, and I feel like I'm fine, and then, like, three hours before, I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. <laughs> and I'm like, I've definitely done this before. Like, what is wrong? And then, and every time you're at the breakfast, you eat so much, yeah. and you're like, I haven't eaten in, like, 20 hours. Like, yeah. I can do this. Like, I can be reasonable yeah. this year. I cannot be reasonable. That's Any, funny. No, never, never. I... Never. Yeah, I haven't fasted in years. Good on you. Like The only time I didn't fast was when I was pregnant. But I, I just, like, kind of, like, I feel like any excuse for me to, like, reset and try and be a little mindful about mm-hmm. things, because I'm very bad about doing it for myself. So if it's imposed upon me in a very non, <laughs> yeah. you know, aggressive way, that, mm. that works. But, yeah. Yeah, okay. I appreciate that. My mom still fasts. Uh, she won't oh. let my grandfather. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't generally go to synagogue all day anymore but like but I do try and like really take the day to be intentional and think about stuff and like with the kids too like we do the custom where you take bread crumbs and you Mm -hmm. go down to the water and you throw the bread crumbs in the water and they're kind of like washing your sins away and setting good intentions for the year and you know Mm -hmm. that sort of thing yeah wait was that a Yom Kippur Rosh Hashanah thing or both yeah both I couldn't see that shows. Because so they're kind yeah. of, you know, they're tied together. Yeah, I was just talking to my neighbor because apparently uh, our next door neighbor wanted to be a pastor when she was younger. <laughs> um, I wanted to be a rabbi when I was younger. But part of that was we had a female rabbi. 
Um, Representation matters. It's so it, true. Yeah, it does. It's it was so it was pretty cool. I, I I do remember like even as a little kid the upheaval about it though, and we were like in a pretty we weren't reform, but like we were pretty like chill, like reformative. Yeah, yeah. Because conservative, especially when you're talking to people who don't know the different sex, like conservative sounds like more uptight than it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, well, see, it's funny too because like I grew up reform, but I would go to synagogue when I was little on the Sabbath, like most Fridays, and most conservative friends yeah. I know didn't. So I mean, oh. it's just like hmm. okay, yeah, I did. I feel like we like kind of were encouraged in Hebrew school. Mm. Um, but I still, we actually got married under my talus. That was oh, the, that's nice. that was the archopa. Is there a canopy store for me? Yes. What we really wanted to do for our wedding was use our two cultures so my husband is black. And what we really wanted to do was to jump over a broom onto a glass and I break it. I love jumping. But oh, we were afraid that people would be very offended. So we decided <laughs> at the last moment that perhaps that was not the best idea. But but yeah, we had a chuppah and we broke glass. I mean, I love... Like, yeah. I, that's the thing. I, I love all the cultural, like... It's not cultural. Maybe it is cultural, but like yeah. there's the customs. There are yes. a lot of like customs. Like mm. I like Passover because I like sitting and having the Seder together and talking about things and mm. like eating the certain foods. Like I don't mm-hmm. need to be in synagogue for six months no. to talk about <laughs> things. Yeah. Well, yeah. part of the reason I'm interested in the Jewish thing is it is like the my family still retains a lot of our uh, Polish background. Mm-hmm. So for me, I always like, I feel like. Judaism is one of the places where, like, they still really... It's the whole, like, it's a it's a religion, but it's also a culture. Like, right. is that... Yeah, it's very much... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Mm, no, my favorite is, like, this year on Rosh Hashanah, he's like, oh, well, today's Rosh Hashanah. Do you want to, like, do something for it? I'm like, no, we gotta... If you want me to make dinner for Rosh Hashanah, we really gotta plan that yep. shit out, uh-huh. man. Um, but, no, one of the only times in recent years I celebrated Rosh Hashanah, I had... Just gotten hired at the job I had now, and we I'm not were. Gonna, you're not gonna name. <laughs> uh, I work remotely, so hmm. um, no. Well, ironically, you were saying that uh, you worked in publishing and journalism. I actually also work in journalism, and I'm an editor for uh, like in in medical stuff. But like, I used to work for a dental publication, so totally know that root of everything yep. too. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I had gotten hired and we ordered from this amazing, I don't know if you've heard of her, but, uh, Miss Rachel's Pantry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's amazing. And for, you know, our listeners, she is, uh, she basically does, uh, like very elevated cuisine, but also, uh, Northeast Philly Jewish vegan food. Like mm-hmm. she can do both and it's amazing. So she had a, like, Rosh Hashanah catering option. So we picked it up, went, drove to my mom's, and I was like, I don't know why. Like, I found out what my salary was. It was, like, all exciting. And I was like, I can't wait to tell my mom and my grandfather. I just have, like, this really weird feeling that, like, something horrible is going to go wrong. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, everything's too great right now, and I'm, like, so happy. So we drive up there, having a great dinner. We're getting ready to leave, and that is the day Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. That's right. Wow. Find out at the table. And that was, a, and I opened my phone, and I was like, "Oh my god! Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> this ain't gonna be good." And now we know where we are with that. Yeah. But yeah, 
That was the last time I celebrated Rosh Hashanah. And then my mother, it's like, oh my God, she died on Rosh Hashanah. This is like, oh, that's horrible for our family. (laughs) It's the worst when people die on holidays because you never, Mm. ever, not that you would easily forget, but like I I lost one of my best friends in high school on Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. That holiday was just been shot from the get-go. Yeah. 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 I lost lost an ex-girlfriend on my 18th birthday. That'll do it. Yeah, that's a bad one. Well, also, it's even harder when uh, Jewish people die around any holiday because you got to bury your dead quickly. Yep. And mm-hmm. if they're like, it, well, first of all, if it is around a Jewish holiday, it can affect how long you're sitting Shiva for because you can't sit Shiva during the, like right. a Jewish holiday. Uh-huh. But then like if they die the day before, you know, a couple days before Christmas, you're gonna be hard pressed to bury that person over anytime. For everybody soon. trying to get yeah. there, yeah. Yeah, so like that's that's a whole thing too. But yeah, that was that was a bummer. That was a downer ending. Death is just super inconvenient. I mean, always just, is it know, ever? Yeah, it's just like there's no part out. of it where you're like, that's great. Yeah, that uh-huh. worked out really well. Okay, sad they're gone, but like, whew, so convenient. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, we did think that about that when my grandmother died. We were like, oh, well, that's right. Because weren't yeah, you were like in town. Right. Oh, well, if you want to get involved in that, then there's, I've had a couple convenient deaths in that regard. <laughs> um, no, but my grandmother... Totally fine until Perry got off the plane. <laughs> no, that was convenient because she had a very serious heart attack, and um, it was, she survived long enough for us to know that if she did continue to survive, it was going to be rough. Mm-hmm. Um but not so long that she did actually need any care after. So we got used to the fact of like, mm, okay, she's likely not going to make this. We can kind of like get come, it through start our Start to head. come to terms with it. Exactly. And then I think a few days after I got home, she did end up dying. And like she never came out of a... Uh, out of her coma. Yeah, that um, was really considerate of her. It was, yeah. yeah. The other one was my, so I, my when my stepfather died, I came home for, like, I actually worked in tandem with my father and my stepfather to come home and surprise my mother for her retirement party. Um, and he died the day of her retirement party. And was I he, just happened to be Was he sick or was it? Yeah, he had a uh, lung cancer that he had just been diagnosed with like the month before or two months before. Um, but he had cardiac arrest. So it was still like shocking that like when it happened. But I was just like, yeah, twice I came home from, because I used to live in the Pacific Northwest. So twice I came home and people died both times. Oh. And I was like, my mom was like to my grandfather, like, you cannot die the next time Perry comes home. Like, you cannot do that. I'm coming, so everybody yeah, just, like, take just, your vitamins. Yeah, yeah. I, we had Make sure our, you got your life insurance. Right? Payments. Jesus. We had um, a next-door neighbor that we were very close with, and he was diagnosed with lung cancer. Mm-hmm. And he went through all the different options, and finally they're like, you know, you only have, like, a couple more months to live. And he lived 10 more years. Wow. And, like, he went and uh, climbed, where did they go? One of the big mountains my with my dad because they ran marathons and stuff. Oh together. wow! So they went, but I was just thinking like, what if he was that person who was like, well, I'm gonna die. Might as well do all yeah. the crazy yeah. things. And yeah. then he's like, I'm broke, and I've like nine yeah, more years. Yeah, true. Um, my my father's <laughs> best wow. friend who became Machu my sister's Pichu. godfather. That's what he climbed. Oh, oh, oh I want to yeah. do that. Uh, my, my father's best friend found out he had cancer at 17 and he decided that he was go- like a true 17 year old 
I'm gonna do every drug things. under the fucking sun, Ugh. and he's still kicking around, and my dad is 14 years dead. So yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, <coughs> my my dog is 14 and had an issue, and we realized that he probably had a stroke, and uh-huh. so we took him in, and they're like. He also has kidney failure, and he's probably not going to be around a whole lot longer. Mm-hmm. And since he got that diagnosis, he's been doing great. Like it was wow. like it was Climb just funny. Machu Picchu. He did. He cut, he's like we just like let him sniff any butts. He eats chocolate regularly. Like it's wonderful. But it, it was really funny because like we had to switch his food over to a different food, and he was uh-huh. being like very picky. And my mom's like, well, why don't you do it with adult food? Like, with, like, human food. Yeah. And I was like, because my dog is an asshole. And, like, if we give it to him once, he'll be like, this is what I deserve <laughs> yeah. now. And he's going to live, like, 25 more years yeah. just to spite us. Yeah. But my parents did something that is hilarious and so, like, my parents' type A personalities. They were thinking about it, and they were like, we don't want our deaths to be more difficult than they are for you. So they went and, like, got a whole thing. So, like, they're going to be cremated. It's... If they die while abroad, not that they are abroad, <laughs> it, they, it'll fly the body back, like the royalty or something. Oh, wow. And it comes with, like, note, like, cards about who I should send cards to and, like, how to write no bit. I was like, do you not trust that I'm capable <laughs> oh of, like, God. grieving and taking care of business or what? But I just thought it was so funny that's actually, that they... That's, that's really inconsiderate because, honestly, when people die, doing those things are the main thing to keep you sane yeah. and keep your... Yeah, for a while, you, you have a purpose. a purpose, right? I just thought it's funny, like, the whole, like, fly you back. Like, if my yeah. if my parents got sick, what I would do is be like... I'm not going to, I'm going to fly to Australia just one way and they can take care of, you know, and like save some money, you know, that'll be great because Jewish and like, you know, and then fly back in style. I love that. That reminds me of like our neighbors. Well, with their cats. So like, oh, just like, like they're so type A that they have like this literally it looks like a resume format of like how to take care of the cat like their numbers uh how to play with them what each cat prefers playing and then if you flip through these pages there is a poster for a missing cat should the cat go missing oh my god that's like the white woman binder like the the (laughs) murder like it there was this thing it became very popular for a while like there were all these stories about like you know women that would go missing so like on and you know women love true crime stuff, right especially course. us white women and yes. so they were selling on the internet these binders that you with all your information all your credit card information all of that so if something were to happen they would be able to like track you oh wow the issue is of course if someone they gets this binder that, with yeah. your social security and yeah. all your credit card and your bank statements, yeah. like, then they might as well Easy just, street. they should kill you yeah. and steal yeah. your identity. Yeah. And, yeah. You've done most of the work for them. Oh, Basically. wow. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, that was... But that's like what the cat has. It was wild. I was like, wow. I mean, granted, if there ever should be some kind of disaster, they will be fully prepared and we will all be like, damn, we should have been as type A as you. Yeah. But holy shit, man. Oh my God. The yeah, anxiety their that goes must their be amazing. You know, you, I, the husband is a, is a little more uh, freaked out about these types of things than the mm. wife. So you just know he's got, he's got a little doom. Uh, they're very great friends of ours, but you yeah. know, he's got a little doom. Uh, a doom box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's got like all, you know, cans of food and mm-hmm. 
Yeah, crazy though. But. I am not like I just am hoping that I won't be alive when that happens, and hopefully, like my children and a couple generations past that won't be either. Right, that's how. But yeah. it's like whenever I don't know if you guys saw the show The Garden on HBO, the one about they they're basically people that want to live off the land. Okay. And so the question was whether they were like a commune or a cult or whatever. And some of the people were doomsday preppers and some of them were just like very antisocial and mm. didn't want to, and, or anti-capitalism or whatever. But it was like, it was funny because it was like almost part reality show because they'd have like people that were about to go out there and like most of the time like, I don't know how to do anything. Oh. So I'm just hoping that I learn how to like pitch a tent and like maybe save my five children. And, oh my God. But like I watched that show and I was like, yeah, I don't know how to, I don't know how to camp. Like, I'm an indoor person. Like, yeah. I don't know how to do the thing. Oh, yeah. so. When you stop and think, how, in a doomsday scenario, what exactly am I bringing to the table? And the answer is not much. I can run yeah. long distances slowly, so I have that going. Yeah. Um, so, like, I've been training for years with that one. So, so like, as long as the zombies are slow zombies, The slow moving zombies, but they're like, run to New Jersey and get, I'll be like, Cool. Just settle down. I'll be back yeah. eventually. It's going to take a I while. I have been half-jokingly telling her we should get a gun at some point. And it's, I, I hate feeling the need for it. And it's not, i got to be honest with it. it's not even like a scared, like, white guy, like, we need a gun. It's more like, particularly with the way the country is right now, it's like the people who are more likely to take over the country have guns. True. And but they also say so often when people people have guns someone's likely to get hurt yeah i also like i i really don't like guns but i also feel like everything you ever watch where they show someone who's never shot a gun and they get in their hands and they shoot and they're like oh that's amazing yeah i'm yeah. really worried i'd be that person <laughs> <laughs> i'd just like be packing to go to, like elementary school yeah. and I'm like, why I remember, i'm liberal but like i just yeah i remember seeing a thing online where a guy it, it, it was might he might have been a pickup artist i don't know but he was saying... Did he pick you up? <laughs> it worked, I, I don't remember his name, so it was a one-night stand, baby. Um, he talked about how an ideal first date that more men should do is to take women to a shooting range. Mm-hmm. And the very specific thing about that is, like, women are naturally better at firing guns. They have, like, better sight, better hand-eye coordination. Huh. It's something they're good at right at the gate. That so it makes probably, them feel good. And they probably don't know that they're going to be good at it, so... I don't know. I think if a guy suggested going to a shooting range on a first date, I would be like, this Maybe might be a red date. flag. But axe throwing, totally fine. That's totally reasonable <laughs> yeah. with the beverage. I've never done axe throwing. The thing about, like, especially, like, women having guns or any sort of weapons is, like, you don't want a weapon, like, in my experience, like, you don't want, a, like, something on you that if you lose control of it, is going to cause mortal damage. That's how I try and live my life, generally speaking. Like, if I have a gun on me and, like, someone else can take it and Uh kill me with it, that's that's a problem. That's any weapon. That's what I just said, a weapon. I just Uh said any weapon. I did say any weapon that could cause mortal damage, Uh which is why they do recommend that women carry, like, the gel pepper spray Mm. because, yes, that can be turned on you, but, and obviously things, but you're not going to be killed with pepper spray, you know? I feel like I've been so lucky. Like, I've done stupid things. Like, I lived in New York for... 
12 years, I would be out at all hours of the night on the subway. And the fact that, like, I mean, my identity got stolen, but, like, nothing physically, you know? Yeah, I agree. I feel like if I just, that's the missing piece. If I just had a weapon on me, something would have happened. Yeah, no, it's, Mm. I mean, and it's such a big responsibility in trying to figure out when the appropriate time is to use it. And and even if you're trained, it's, like, nerves and stuff. Like, you just don't know, and adrenaline and all that. Also, that slight false sense of security might actually make you more likely to enter a dangerous situation, whereas you might... True. immediately remove yourself yeah. from at the first hint. I don't know. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And you know, you definitely, I would say, think about this more being a, a woman, like what, like, you know, you're more likely to get to a dangerous situation as a woman. Like, I, I also like, like I have a, a food allergy and I have an EpiPen and I don't like using it. So mm-hmm. I'm like, what would I do with the gut? Like, I feel like I just really, it, like, it really would just, I forget it was there because it's yeah. like, I never use the thing. Like. That's like how I was with my PBA card when I had one. Like, I got pulled over and my mom's never friend yelled at me it, yeah. for not using it. Yeah. Like, I didn't think. I was panicked. Yeah. He asked for my license and registration. I'm I gave telling him what he you, when things, ha- when, when I've been in situations that have been very terrifying, Sometimes I've been like, wow, look at me. And other times I'm like, I did not do the... Like, you just don't Mm. know. And you can be ready as you can be. But the body reacts in weird ways. Absolutely. So, um, are you... Would you typically say you're an anxious person? Or you have anxiety? I mean, doesn't everybody legally at this point? Well, I I do. I mean, I am... I really try and plan mm-hmm. like I grew up with parents that were very very organized all like my mom is a te- was a teacher and my dad was like an accountant like mm-hmm. they're these are people that plan yeah so like I always grew up feeling like I could never be as prepared as they are mm-hmm. and I kind of like winged it for a long time but now that I have kids I feel a lot more anxious because there's such a liability. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's just so much I don't have control over. Right. So I try and really, like, manage and think about, like, is it useful to be feeling this way right yeah. now? Is there anything I can do about that? But Yeah, that was yeah. actually going to be my question, is if you have been more anxious since having kids. Because I know I am. Because, yeah, now you have to worry about an external factor. Like, even having pets, like, you're, like, if there's, like, an emergency in the house, it's, like, how the hell am I going to get three animals out of here and a human who can't move on her own for the most part? Like, yeah. you know, it's just like my anxiety has definitely increased. Um, and I try to remind myself too that like it's anxiety. It's not intuition. Um, because although I'm, I mean, you have had like some good runs with that. So like, yes, a hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, like, Oh, if I go to bed being afraid that the the house is going to light on fire, that doesn't mean the house is going to light on fire. That is fair. Um, but I I do smoke weed and part it's funny because everyone's like, oh, I get anxious when I smoke weed. I'm like, that's why I like it because if I'm anxious, I can blame it on that. If I'm sober, I'm just like, oh, I'm just anxious to be anxious. Uh-huh. This sucks. I used to be so good at smoking weed and then like something happened and the, <laughs> the chemistry in my body is like, I'm like, I have to be not, I, I also had a show where I, the, it was a 420 show where I had to perform on mm. edibles and that <laughs> 
perform was a very strong word, but that was like <laughs> the most terrifying. Oh I was like, God. I just realized I've never had to do anything while high before. Right. Like, even when I was younger, like like when I would like get high in college all the time, like I was always like, I should either get my work done or just assume I'm not going to do it because like that's not going to happen. Right. Once, mm-hmm. You know. Um, but yeah, like just thinking about my kids, like what I try and tell myself and tell them is the whole idea that like, you don't have control over anything but your own feelings and emotions and how you handle things. Mm -hmm. So like all you can do is assess the situation and handle it yourself the best way you can. Yeah. So it's like either how you react or how you take it in. And so like that works sometimes, but that's something I've been like really trying to like, you know, Mm -hmm make become second nature in my own being because yeah there's just i mean especially working in news like there's a lot of stuff that we have no control over and it's so apparent like between natural disasters and the government and everything in between like it's all just a freaking mess yeah and then working in news on top of it you're only hearing about things you can't control during the pandemic it was awful because like my company is remote too so like the one thing I needed, and it was funny because, like, everything was, like, self-care tips during the pandemic. Don't read the news. And I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah. So, like, my days off was, like, just curl up in a corner and, like, rock and don't look <laughs> at my phone and yeah. don't look at the news. And that's, like, that was my self-care. Yeah. No, it's it's really hard to turn a blind eye because, um, you know, I try to stay informed without letting spiral yeah because i i can be uh, a bit of a not defeatist but yeah yeah i wouldn't even go so far as to say doom but i could definitely be like a like a more negative person but i also Um, feel like the way that that we ingest things now it's like it picks up you know like with social media or stuff it's like ooh. You read about this? Here's 7,000 more articles about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do want to know. Why? Stop it. Yeah, like that that thing where like you pick up your phone right before you go to bed and you're like, no, mm-hmm. this is not productive. This <laughs> yeah. is not, I'm not going to feel good about this. This is not, put it down. And it's yep. like your your brain is telling you one thing and your eyes are like, no, read it. And yeah. It's yeah. Like, well, and it's like, okay, there's being informed and then there's, do I need every ounce of information? Like with the whole like Israel, Palestine, Palestine thing I've like really needed to just like completely do I need to watch all the videos that yeah are, exactly yeah, like, yeah I was off of social media for a really long time because I was like and the the way I described it is kind of like so I'm vegan and it's kind of a similar thing where it's like I am vegan for reasons that I don't need to see other be- vegans posting about the horrors of the meat industry or the, like, I just, like, don't need the negative, like, loop going on, you know? I, it's funny, so I'm pescatarian and have been for a very, very long Mm -hmm. time. And I first, when I first became one, I was, like, I guess, like, 13 maybe. Mm -hmm. And I went vegetarian, but because of my allergy, it made it hard not to get enough protein. Okay. So I was, like. Is it soy? Uh, tree nuts. So oh, like a lot of the stuff, like, rough. vegan, it's, yeah, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. So I was like, fish are not that cute. Okay. So that was <laughs> sort of, like, where I, and I've always, I've never wavered. Like, there was a point, my mom, because I did it around Passover, and I was eating my mom's um, matzo ball soup, 
And my mom was like, what do you think? You think the chickens just sit down in the hot water like it's a spa? And then oh get, I was like, you God. know what? It's, you're right. I won't eat this anymore. <laughs> and, then, and then she was making vegetarian soup for me for the holidays, which I appreciated, but didn't insist on. Mm-hmm. And then I found out several years ago, my brother's like, you know that's not vegetarian. She just tells you to do it. And I was like, what? Ooh. And she's like, what? And she's like, why do you think it tastes so good? And I'm like, because you love me. That's oh why. Oh, my God. And I was like, I would have just not had it. Like, I wasn't yeah. insisting. But anyway, but so, like, I, I'm a pescatarian. My husband is a meatitarian. Mm-hmm. Like, he enjoys meat very much. There was a point where I said when I was pregnant, if I crave it, that will be the time that I will eat it. And he's like, if you do. Like, he was, like, coming up with, like, there'd be, like, bacon petals, like, on our bed. You know? like, there'd be, like, a trail of steaks to the table or whatever. But I never, you know, I never uh, felt the need for it. Right. But my kids, like, I'm, you know, I don't make meat for them. But, if again, it's like religion. I'm like, we'll give them the things, and then they make their decision when yeah. they're old enough. Mm-hmm. But I have the conversation with them about why I don't eat meat so many times. Like, really? they know what it is. They know why. And they're like, oh, can you, wait, you can't eat this. I was like, yes, I know. Why don't you eat it? Like, you know why I yeah. don't eat it. But, again, I'm like, I don't need to advertise it to you guys. It's not like I have, like, big pita posters right. all over the house. <laughs> right. But I'm like, I know why I do it. This is what makes me I feel like I'm not adding to any problems, you know. I'm yes. contributing to my way. Because after, like, 30 years... I was really hoping that meat wouldn't smell so good. Yeah, I'm with you. Oh, my God. I'm with you, yeah. I don't remember what it tastes like, but, like, every time my husband makes a steak, I'm like, come on. Yeah, no. I I personally think, because I'm somebody who, like, I really don't eat beef. I mostly try not to eat pork. But, like, particularly when it comes to beef, I think the smell is better than the taste. Is it? Because it smells... Beef never does as much for me. Very good. I always wonder that about bacon because I also became a, a vegetarian. Well, I was a pescatarian first because my dad insisted I eat some sort of mm-hmm. protein. Mm-hmm. And I was like 10. Um, but uh, bacon, I always like feel like I've... like Because there's no good bacon substitute. A lot of the substitutes have gotten a lot that are like beyond beef and stuff. Yeah. There's even, no even good turkey, bacon. Even turkey bacon's Although that that one thing of bacon I got was really good. That hooray bacon that they discontinued. Of course. Um, I mean, I'll do the Morning Star bacon in a pinch, I guess. Oh, God. But it's like, basically, it's like cardboard salt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put salt on it. Um, But I have it in my head that, like, I've probably built up the smell and taste of bacon so much in my head that I'm like, there's there's no way it it tastes that good. Mm -hmm. I actually, I got very, like... You have you had Impossible Burgers before? Oh, oh yeah, we do. We had them this all week. The time. I feel like I'm like we're sponsored by it, but <laughs> I like I ate that and I was so excited because I'm like I feel like a big like I feel like I'm actually eating uh, a burger. Yeah. And my husband, who's very critical about this stuff, was like, "Well, if this is what veggie meat tastes like, I could possibly dabble." Uh, yeah, but yeah, no. yeah, that's how. Well, we um. A lot of vegan stuff uh-huh. uh, here. Like, we don't give her meat, but we give her, like, fish and dairy and eggs. Partly because I don't want her to have an allergy, too. And we're similar of, like, I want her to understand what's on her plate and if she wants to make the decision to yep. eat it after. You just kind of, sure. like, give them the tool. But, I, yeah, I don't think it's... I Also, it's, like, 
I feel like if you're raised a certain way and then you go out into the world and that's not what you want at all, like it feels yeah. like you haven't gotten all the information right. sort of thing. Well, and it kind of, for me being vegan, and I like fish and eggs when I was pregnant, I still do occasionally, um, but I also have not wavered on the meat thing. Um, the vegan thing is like, you know, I'm in it for a few years, I, I you know, try some cheese and... But going back to... Cheese is very delicious. It is. And thank God, yeah, vegan cheese is getting better. Big um, Again, another thing, because it's almost always with cashews, I think. Yeah, mm. there's there's a few... There's a there's a bunch out, out there that are not... Um, that don't have a lot, like, any major uh, allergens in it. Mm. Um, so, I think, like... I have to a lot look. of it's, like, palm oil. Yeah, mm. coconut oil, because mm. coconut oil melts. Um, but... I'll, I'll look into it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's going back to what you were saying earlier that a big reason I could make these decisions about my food is because there's so little control I have over anything else. So I'm like, if I can limit the environmental impact I'm making, that's all I can do. Yeah. And I will make well, yeah, that choice it every is. time. It's so, I mean, I feel like it's so easy for it to get out of control but the idea that you have so little control so like yeah. things that you can it's great right. it's, it is very interesting though about the allergy stuff because it it really is like only in this country like when i've traveled with a tree nut allergy i will always like find all the different words in that language for the and i'll ask people at restaurants and they're like what what why mm. like they really it's never an issue anywhere else Huh. It's just here. The best was when I was in Brazil and I I told I asked if there was porcas, which is the word for nuts, but apparently that was the word for like nuts and bolts. <laughs> so they were like, uh, no, you American asshole. There's no middle in our food in our restaurant. Yeah, I know, but but yeah, I mean, it really is something where like when I go other places, there is something, and I don't understand why this has not been figured out. But there is definitely something in what we're eating, how we're eating it, what the environmental factors are. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I know, so now they, like, say to introduce allergens younger, and I think that's, like, a big part of it is, like, our culture, like, fears introducing allergens, um, but introducing them when they're younger can help prevent it. But I know in Israel, like, there's actually a very low... uh, um, presence of peanut allergies because the bomba over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which, for those of you who don't know, it's now available at Trader Joe's, which is awesome. But bomba <laughs> is basically like cheese puffs, like except they are peanut flavored instead of cheese flavored. Is yeah. the best way to describe them. Um, but yeah, so they start giving them to the, their kids at six months old so like no one has a peanut allergy because they're all exposed to it so early i was so worried that the kids would have my allergy and i hate it because it's like it just they they put it in weird stuff oh yeah sometimes even in like hair stuff too so like mm-hmm. i have to be more and more careful oh, or like face stuff like walnut like for um you know ex- exfoliate yeah so you have to be really careful but I was like but just like the tree nuts like sometimes people just like sprinkle nuts to make it fancy and I'm like why did you do that (laughs) so I and I wanted to get them tested and I and then the pandemic happened and so I finally got them tested recently and they were like just so you know your nut allergy is not genetic Mm, and I was like why couldn't have someone told me yeah like (laughs) But my grandmother had an, she was allergic to different nuts, but she was allergic to nuts too. So I'm like, okay, right. so that's just a weird coincidence. Yeah. How can they tell that? 
That's so interesting. So my sister, she used to be allergic to a bunch of things when we were younger. But now she's only allergic to cashews, which, again, eating with me, being vegan, we got to be real careful about yep. where we're going, mm. what's in the food. That's why I hate so. going to vegan restaurants because I'm so freaked out about, like, mm. that, I don't blame which I you. hate. I, I hate it because, like, I love vegetables. Yeah. Well, Miss Rachel catered our our wedding, and she was very good about making, because, uh, you know, all of her cheese have cashews in it. She's yeah. very good about making sure my sisters had no cashews, and she still got to eat this everything. This is your plate. Yeah, Just yeah. for yeah. you. Well, but that was what was so nice, and this is what I hate about, like, even being just vegetarian my whole life, is um, being othered. So I love that she made the same thing for her, just like omitted the cheese. Cause yeah. like so many times in my life, it's just been like, um, well, this like salad is vegetarian, and like this like potato is vegetarian. And it's like you know I'm vegetarian. I'm also not picky, but maybe just don't announce it, and like I'll feel less like shit about myself. I only feel that way when I go to barbecue restaurants because my husband loves barbecue, and mm. I do too from what I can eat. But like. Mm. Sometimes they're like, you can eat cornbread. That is the only thing that doesn't yeah. in it. And you're like, all right then. Um, so I always feel like, like, and he, I mean, we're Philadelphia. He loves cheesesteaks. If you go to a cheesesteak place and they have a good vegetarian option, mm-hmm. that's, I know their cheesesteaks are good even if I haven't had them. Because I'm like, if you care enough yes. to make mm-hmm. it good for us, yes. then you really care about your actual yes. demographic Agreed. that's coming here. Oh my God, Triangle Tavern, hands down, favorite vegan cheesesteak in the city now that Blackbird is closed. Mm-hmm. So good. I like Tony Luke's. They would do like they broccoli have... rob, and it was really good. Oh, Jim Steaks used to do like just yeah. um like the veg like they wouldn't do like fake meat, uh-huh. um but they would do like a veggie thing. And I remember like this was before I was vegetarian because my that's the other thing. My mom was vegetarian, so it made it like where you were saying your mom like gave you meat secretly. It made it a lot easier for me to transition because that sure. was not going to happen. Yeah, In so fact, that definitely makes it easier. My mom just got food poisoning this last week, this past week, and she thinks it's because there might have been like chicken broth in something or something. She's like super sensitive, but uh, um, I remember she loved Jim steaks because unlike everywhere else she went. They poured hot water over the grill and mm. scraped it off before. Like, that's the thing. I don't know about you. Just care. I would assume Just so. care a little bit. Exactly. Most of us are not picky. We're in an ignorance is bliss situation. Fry the damn vegan chicken nuggets in the shared fryer. I do not yeah. care yeah. at all. Yeah. You have vegan chicken nuggets? Yeah. You got an that. A in my book. Exactly. No, I, I feel so much that way. I actually find sometimes it kind of works to your advantage if you're the only vegetarian because they'll be like, all right, everybody gets this, and this giant thing of cheese is just yeah. yours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, do I need this much cheese? I do not. But, like, I appreciate that that's, it's mine. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I feel like vegans, like, have this thing of, like, letting perfect get in the way of the good, you know, mm. where it's like, like, a lot of vegans won't eat Impossible because they initially tested it on animals, and it's like, Okay, fine. Like, but let the rest of us live. Which I, I couldn't even I, eat Impossible initially because it tasted too much like meat. Now I love it. But I mean, even the other day we were at the 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 uncle and aunt where the aunt plays Jewish geography with me. Uh-huh. We were at their house for a Hanukkah slash Christmas party, and they hired a uh, a grilled Gold cheese truck. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm fucked here. I'll eat some fries and or call toast. it a day. Yeah, toast. Uh, I'll be so lucky if I can have toast. Um, no, but, like, that was one of those situations where I'm like, I'll eat shrimp because I have a feeling there will be nothing else for me here. 
And she came over. I've met this woman maybe four or five times. She came over and was like, oh, my God, Perry, I forgot to tell you. They have vegan cheese, so you could get a vegan grilled cheese. Like, I I meant to tell you when I came in, and I just got distracted. I'm like, your mother doesn't do this for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, she's gotten better. But I'm like, your random step aunt did this for me. (laughs) And, like, your mother cannot remember what being vegan is. Like, it just drives me insane. It all, like, comes back to just... I feel like with the pandemic, we all, like, forgot how to talk to each other and, like, engage. I don't know if his mother no, ever my mom never had Okay. Because I just feel <laughs> like, I, you know, it's like when you when you see someone and you've met them once or twice and they, like, remember something personal yeah. about you. Mm. And you're like, oh, you give a shit. That's yeah. so nice. Like, I really yes. appreciate that. Yeah. No, um, I agree. But, yeah, it's, like, just that little, like, I actually listened when you talked because mm. that's... Good. Yeah, and every every time I go over to his mother's, it's a conversation. <laughs> every it's, every food holiday, there's oh always God. something. Which is hilarious because another aunt and uncle who he's very close to, they are like our alliance in that family. They are very vegan friendly because like she's got a ton of allergies. His uh, her son is on and off vegan, um, and. You know, the, his uncle's Italian, so he just loves trying, you know, feeding people. Mm-hmm. So I come over after Thanksgiving and I'll have eaten my fill and sides or whatever food I brought for myself um, because that seems to be the way it goes. And his uncle will be like, oh, this is vegan. This is vegan. And it's piling up my plate and will give it to me and sit there while I eat it. He's like, so what do you think? And I'm like thinking... I'm, I'm really fucking full from this last meal, but sure, I'll eat in front of you. And I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking I should have married your son. I'm like, damn, I'm I should, have. yeah. <laughs> Especially because Frank is vegan every three months. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, you clearly know. I don't know why everyone acts so shocked if like our parties are vegan. Because that's the other thing. A lot of my friends are vegan or vegetarian. Friends have kids with allergies. I like being able to eat whatever the hell I want at my own party. So we have made our parties vegan. And every time there needs to be a discussion out of the peanut gallery. And I'm just like, this is my one time. Give it to me. You're throwing a party. Like, yes, you should be able to eat everything there. Give it to me. Just give it. Let me have this one. I'm providing the food. You can eat what I like to eat. And, you know, say thank you. Yes. So, that's. And drink more if it's so bad. (laughs) Yeah, well, that doesn't work because his mother's so bad. Yeah, she doesn't drink. She's just failing everywhere. Oh, my goodness gracious. (laughs) Yeah, no, she means well, but Mm -hmm. uh, it's. I don't know why food is. It can be very rough in general. Um, I have, and I do feel like very special when I'm like, I have a severe allergy and I choose to be. So I'm kind of like, that's, that I think is also why I'm like very, I feel like this is really important. This is a choice. So, you know, like Mm -hmm. one can kill me and one maybe have a little time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's why like I do try to be more flexible because I am not about to eat meat because I do... I am afraid I'm going to get sick. If I eat too much dairy, we'll also probably get sick. But, like, sure, if the one thing I can eat is shrimp there, then I'll freaking eat the shrimp. I, he, so he has a philosophy of, like, well, I didn't, 
create the need for this yeah, like someone else it. is serving it so like at this I'm point it would be wasteful consumed. it would be wasteful to this animal's life that's already dead whether i eat it or as not chicken rots in our you do face. like a little this and right and then right. and then eat it yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. like i've kind of taken on that philosophy at family parties of like well it's here it's yeah. fine but yeah so it's not, it's not coming back to life because you don't eat it yeah you don't right. know that that is true. I'm not have you tried? Have you prayed on it? <laughs> I haven't prayed in a while. Yeah. Have uh, you prayed on the soul of a dead animal that you didn't eat because you were just like, maybe there's a little soul left. Maybe it could come back. I will think back to that. Because uh, I have the feeling we're uh, getting close to wrapping up. Yeah. I wanted to ask, how far were you into comedy when you started having kids? And how did that... <laughs> How how exactly does that work? Trying to be you know mother at home and then running around with a lot of let's be honest a lot of twenty somethings and their sex habits. He's and their not asking habits. for personal reasons. No, or it's just funny like the that. way you said started having kids. It sounded like they just like started shooting at me, and I'm like, no, yeah, no, I'm not ready. Like you were mid set and your water broke. Like, what the fuck was that? I mean, I almost was to be honest with the first one. I was like, do. Funny story, I was due, you know, like, the next day, although my daughter ended up being two weeks late and would have still been inside me if she had her druthers, but um, (laughs) I was doing this show in Oakland called Tourette's Without Regrets, and it's, like, basically, like, think of, like, Fight Club with performance art, and that's basically what it is. Okay. So they have all sorts of different stuff, and I was doing stand-up, and I was joking in, like, when we were doing it, I was like, just so you know, I'm going to be, like, pretty pregnant, so, like, no pole dancing for me. (laughs) And so then I'm looking at the set list and it said pole dancing. And I was like, what? And they're like, oh, not, no. Well, what we're going to do is, I'm like, I'm like very pregnant. I'm like, I'm like 10 months pregnant. Like I can't, I can't be on the pole right now for a lot of reasons. And so they were like, yeah, that's fair. So what they did is they had people from the audience come up and dance, have a dance contest, like and sexually dance on me, although they couldn't touch this area. So you were the pole? I was the human pole. And I was like, if I go into labor during this, it's performance art. Mm -hmm. But also I came home from that show just smelling like a strip club. There was like body (laughs) glitter on me. And my husband is like, what were you doing? And I was like, comedy? And he's like, were you? Like, what? (laughs) But I mean, I was doing stand-up for a long time. I met my husband doing stand-up. He's also a comic. So like, we, you know, I I was doing stand-up for a long time before I had kids um, and was not successful. And (laughs) I, you know, like I, um, and it got to a certain point. Like I had my first kid when I was, uh, I was of 35. So I was Mm. of advanced maternal age mm-hmm. and then with my second child I was geriatric which is a nice one. oh I love it I love that whole thing that's like when you're 35 or Very older sweet. um but yeah so like I but the good thing was I had been doing stand-up long enough that it was something that was part of me mm. like so there was never a point where I'm like I'm gonna step away from this like I took a couple months off when I had both kids but then I went right back mm-hmm. um and I also used like the pandemic as my like this is the time to quit. Like, no right. one's going out. You can yeah. stop now. And I joke that it's like my Brokeback Mountain because, like, I don't know how to quit it. Like, uh. It's the thing that brings <laughs> me so much joy. Like, I can't not. But it really is. Like, it's it's hard. Like, I don't understand when people have kids and don't talk about it in their set mm. at all. Like, yeah. that to mm. me, I understand keeping things separate. I think, and maybe I think it's different for, like, 
fathers versus mothers because you're like growing this alien in your body mm. so like there's just all this weird stuff bless you happening okay. and like you just i'm like i need to talk to somebody about it. like the uh. weird like weird things happen to your body but you know like i've realized that it will always be part of my life and that the thought was like when they were really young i'm not gonna do like you know six hour drives right. round trip sort of thing mm. but it's like someone said to me a comic said to me i thought it was really useful she's like Yes, because I said I, I struggle with a lot of guilt about, you know, like I try and put my kids to bed before I go to bed, before I go out to shows if I can. And that's really important to me. And I don't want to miss things if I don't have to miss them or if I can come a little late to a show or whatever, I will always do that. But the comic said to me, she's like, it's important that your kids understand that you're a person. Mm-hmm. And that you have mm-hmm. things that you aspire to do and they're things that you're passionate about. And them seeing you try and achieve those things as unlikely as they are mm. you know like that's that's important for them to see so mm. you know that that actually helped to kind of give me some perspective on interesting. things interesting mm. does your husband still do comedy not really like he always okay. keeps he started he was i mean he was doing it a lot like he was touring colleges and doing some tv stuff but like mm. and then he ended up doing a lot of podcasting and sort of changed his focus and then stopped pretty much when we moved here and then started getting back into it right before the pandemic happened. Of course. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the best. Like, I mean, he's every so often does it. And I think if we were both, like, aggressively pursuing it, it would be very hard. Because yeah. Because has to stay home. Right. right. But, um, you know, I mean, I joke that they're in the car most of the time. And it honestly would be easier <laughs> if they didn't complain so much. So <laughs> Yeah, I was curious because, uh, obviously, I don't do comedy so we don't really have to worry about that balance as much. And especially now that she, you know, is more of a human and sleeps through the night and, you know, doesn't need my Ugh. boob to eat. Yep. Like, it has made it a lot easier for me to have him go out. Because, man, in the beginning it was rough because she would sleep for like an hour and a half if I was lucky before, mm-hmm. you know, I had to feed her again. Yeah. And it was just like, I cannot be here alone for hours, even a couple of hours, all the time while you're out. Like, it's just too much for me. And, you know, now it's a lot easier. You know, he right. goes out after she goes to bed. Yeah. I get my alone time. It's too, it's too, I mean, I think too, like, being a woman, it's different. Because if I wanted to go out and do stand-up a month and a half after the baby was born, if that's what I felt like I needed, mm. I'm allowed to do yeah. that. And no one's going to tell me not to, right. uh, even if it is a bad idea. But like, <laughs> but it, but as the dad, you're like, is it okay? And maybe it is when you leave, but it might not be an hour later. And your yeah. emotions are so all over the place. Yeah. Like, there's just so much going on. And it it's just hard because, like, so much of the early stuff, like, only, you know, caring only the mother can do. Mm. Feeding possibly only the mother can. So it's yeah. just, like, it's very. But I also think, too, it helps to make you hopefully a little more discerning about your time and what's worthwhile or not. Mm, so yeah. like, I love my kids. I like my time without my kids yeah. too. But like, you know, if I'm driving four hours to go somewhere, is that going to be worthwhile? Right. Is my money, and I'm I'm very bad at like saying how much I'm worth. So mm. it's like, sometimes it helps me say like, maybe it's not worth $50 for seven hours of driving. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? For a six minute set. Like maybe that's not a good use of my time. Yeah. So it's been good to set some boundaries and so much material. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're having that right now too of like what's worthwhile for me to keep pursuing. Oh uh, yeah, like my my buddy Neil told me about uh, 
uh, oh, he's like, oh, Helium's doing a mic tonight, and they're doing another one next month. You want to go? And I said, not really. Just well, you and I know this, but Helium because it is the club. If you go there, you're not guaranteed to get up. And also, the mic's really early. Yeah, also, it's really early. And it's just, for me at this point, it's like, I don't want to do anything that's not fun. Because it's just, it's not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really pursuing anything with this anymore. I'd like to get more gigs, but other than that, I mean, I keep, I keep begging Lamare, like, dude, just take me out on the road with you once just so I can quit on my own terms saying I did something cool. Yeah, I mean, like, I, that's the thing, like, I think it helps you to also, oh, hello. Oh, Apollo's on the Paolo's on the podcast. Sorry, that was very kill. weird. Like, yeah. I didn't know her. It's like, all of a sudden, like, is she trying to be in a yeah. trouble? Like, what's <laughs> But, like, yeah, I mean, I think it also helps you to realize, like, what's worth your time, what isn't worth your time. And, and with your passion, yeah. too. I mean, my brother's a musician, and we both have been at this in a long time, and we both had conversations about, like, at a certain point, like, am I, like, pathetic? Like, that I'm still doing that? You know, like, mm-hmm. what? And it's like, well, also the idea is, it's like, Things aren't either a career or a hobby. There's a lot of middle ground yeah. yes. as to what things are. So yeah. it's like coming to terms and figuring out why you're doing something. Like mm-hmm. if, you've, if you're going through the motions or if you're not enjoying it or if you're not challenging yourself because I think that's important too. Mm-hmm. Like in, there was something I read where it was like a really important thing in life is always setting goals for yourself mm-hmm. because it helps to move you forward. Right. And it doesn't have to be big unattainable goals like I'm going to run 700 miles this year when I've never run before but like I'm gonna run five miles farther than I did last week or I'm gonna do 10 minutes new material or I'm gonna do some situation that makes me feel really out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. you know like so those sorts of things I think help too to figure it out a little bit Mm -hmm. and even with you it's like kind of discovering there are especially in comedy there are different avenues in which to pursue it like you don't have to do stand-up if that's not what is fulfilling you anymore you can write you could podcast like there's other there's other ways to pursue it and you can also like decide I want to run my own shows and have the people I want around me or right. or th- or do theme or cultivate it around audiences that I think I'll appreciate. You know, like you can right. You're start getting, to have more Whatever control. you have to do to get the most out of it exactly. for you. Because exactly. I ran into uh, Jake Matera recently who has a few, you know, two kids. Yeah. And I asked him, like, dude, how do you do this with the kids? And he said, like, you, you don't do it well. Because he mentioned uh, the night I'd seen, he hadn't done particularly well. That's not talking shit on him. It happens. No, and, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. Oh, yeah, no, check, uh, check out his album, A Soft One. It's out there on Spotify <laughs> and YouTube. Great. But, yeah, he had said, like, this particular night he'd gone out to Great Room. He's like, night like tonight, like, I literally left my kid at home say, asking me to stay and, like, read to him. Like, oh, no, I got to go out. And I came out and I didn't even do well. So it's like, what the fuck? Why did I do yep. this? It's really hard. Like, I find I've gotten in a rhythm lately where I'm doing a good deal, like, a pretty consistent amount. And mm-hmm. it's great because it's like, oh, right. Like, this is really beneficial. It builds on it. And I figure out how to, like, add new tags or move things around or mm-hmm. work with a different audience or whatever. And then I don't do it as much for a while. And then I get frustrated. So, but, like, I've also gone through different stages with my kids. Like, there was a point when uh, they were a little younger where whenever I'd go out to do stand-up, they would literally be like, Mommy, don't go tell jokes tonight. Oh, I can't do them. 
And then sometimes, like, I think my son thinks he's my manager because he will be like, Mommy, have a good show. And then, yeah. like, I will come in and say goodnight when I come home, and he will pop up out of a dead sleep and be like, Mommy, how was your show? Aww. And it's adorable, so you know? And yeah. then they'll be like, did you tell jokes about me? I'm like, yes. Which one? I can't tell you any of them. You can't hear any of them. They're not appropriate. Do they pay you well? Do you have my cut? Yeah. yeah. Here's your chocolate <laughs> yeah. milk. Yeah. I got it in singles because I know that's how you like it. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, that, it, is, it is so hard. The biggest thing for me, I really feel like, and this would be without stand-up, is the guilt. Like, I always feel like, even if I'm there for my kids, am I, like, present for my kids? Mm-hmm. And so, like, that is always something. So with stand-up, it's another thing where I'm, like, being pulled in a different direction. But also, if it gives you some sense of fulfillment and enjoyment mm-hmm. and challenges you, that's good for you, too. Hell yeah. Love it. All right, I think that's a good place to leave it. Yeah, thank you, Emily, for coming on. My pleasure. This This is great. great. Yeah, Yeah. I had a good time. Um, Anywhere people can find you online. On the on the internet. On the internet. Yeah, I mean, I I post. I'm so bad about social. I'm I'm trying, man. That's another thing. It's another full time job trying to be a stand up Uh, and a social media manager for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, I post all my stuff on Instagram, the real MFs. Um, and that is a good place to find me. Also on Facebook for anyone over 75. Um, <laughs> under, I think it's the Emily Epstein or the Emily Epstein White. I'm mm-hmm. not even, I think it's the Emily Epstein White. That's, it's been a while. But um, yeah, so those are the places that I post things and, you know, awesome. I'm around. Awesome. You can find me at JDram Comedy this week if I change it again. <laughs> That's on Instagram. And you know what my Facebook is? You don't need to fucking know. That's right, because I just gave up on posting comedy stuff. Right? Yep, <laughs> yep. And as always, Instagram, Goth Mom Podcast. That's, That's still all I got. I have yet to crack on X. That oh. sounds weird. Oh, wait. That's I, like thought, I, thought I was like, is that a drug? Oh, that sounds right, like a drug right, right. activity. Yeah, it, does, it, it could be. I mean, it, it practically is, yeah. but. It was several years ago, but yes. they called something different. Yes. Back when you were Mud Bear. Mud Bear, yeah. <laughs> Call back. Um, and yeah, we're back, baby. We're back, baby. All right. Woo. Oh, God. Bye. Bye.